0: Hello, and a big warm welcome to you. My name is Marion Rose, and today I have my dear friend and colleague Mary Walker with me. Welcome, Mary. Thank you, Marion. Pleasure to be here. Well, I'm so glad that you're here. And we thought we would talk about conversations with life, which is a shared passion that we have and that we've been exploring together for quite some time. And there seemed to be a clear calling to talk about it because in a very Conversations With Life way, I kept on asking you, Mary, didn't I? I kept on saying, have I uh, um, have I asked you, would you be willing to come on my podcast? <laughs> and every single time yes, I kept saying yes. <laughs> and then after the third time, you said, did you realize that you had asked me three times and I hadn't realized. And that in itself was such a conversation. And yes. I remember we were saying that before Really understanding the conversations with life, life work in the way that we do. I might have picked, picking up, picked up what I'm calling emotional stick. I might have had some kind of self-judgment around why I was asking and forgetting that I'd asked. Um, but nowadays, with the conversations with life work, it was, I, there was more like, a, "Oh, I wonder why that is. What's going on? What might be under- meaningful?" It becomes meaningful, yes. So the
1: and I and I said that in the past I would not have felt comfortable to mention that you'd asked me before already, <laughs> but I could see that it was meaningful. Yes, it becomes what we're doing. The way in which we're doing something becomes part of what we're doing.
0: Mm, I love how you describe that. There's so much around this work as well that just brings so much meaning to everything in life, isn't it? It's like nothing nothing is outside the sphere of, re, of meaning, including the fact that feathers coming here and licking out of the bowl, licking out of the bowl of life. <laughs> is there anything what left do, in
1: there? As <laughs> you do when there's a delicious meal, don't you just want to, like, get every possible delicious bit out of it?
0: Which is like the what conversations like- in life, isn't it? Like. <laughs> here you don't just have a few scraps here there's actually a smorgasbord of meaning and belonging and purpose and story and myth and metaphor and synchronicity and symptoms and uh, communicating we are constantly being communicated to and we are constantly communicating to life yes
1: and we get to gobble it all up
0: (laughs) And there's so much more enjoyment and wonder and delight when we live life in these ways. Mm-hmm. And um, so we're um, we're living that again because we're um, going to be sharing another live round of uh, Conversations with Life course. And when we first started collaborating in this work, which was a year ago or more than a year ago, and it, we had the room first, the room, a place for Conversations with Life there was such a sense, wasn't there, in having all these conversations with each other day after day after day on Voxer, which is a messaging app that we were, uh, we had a, I certainly did anyway, an even deeper sense of an ongoing participation in life, which was so magical and so meaningful and, and brought so much joy and wonder and delight in just everything even the painful things including the painful things
1: i remember when we first started talking about it about creating the course and remember the that sense that it was just this little thing (laughs) we we knew what it would be about and what would be included and um won't won't take long it'll be ready soon and we were just invited into something far deeper far richer than we expected um necessarily in order to be able to sh- show and share how deep and broad life is and our place in it. Um, and it was a it was a wonderful time, wasn't
0: it? <laughs> <laughs> it was so wonderful. For months we kept saying,
1: isn't nearly already? we kept saying we keep telling people it's nearly ready fully fully thinking it was surely and then it was just more and more there just seemed to be more doors to open and more um spectacular rooms to walk into
0: Yes, and and I have the sense as well. Life is really saying to us, "Oh, you know, my darlings, you you know, you think there's there's this much for you, which is wonderful. There is so much more for you. There is so much love, and there is so much magic and mystery and meaning. And here, I'd love to show you some more of it, so that you can also um, show others who are who are interested in in seeing that." Yeah. I'm just thinking about
1: like, and what does that, like, what does that actually mean? That there's so much more there, and I'm thinking about how, for example, creating or creating any course, creating anything, we have an idea of it in our minds, and we can fully create from that space. Create mm-hmm. a thing. We can be using our intuition, our sense of what it is, and we can create um, timeframes, and we can all of those things, and we can. Can and do create like that all the time. And for me, when I think about the conversations with life, it's about allowing in so much more than what we already know. It's allowing ourselves to be impacted and enriched by everything that's happening while we're creating. It's like folding, folding in even more in a way that makes it more full more itself more perhaps even meet the needs of the people who it's for whatever we're creating um even more fully than we can do on our own
0: Uh, such a big yes we were even just saying that recently weren't we that there's something about the way that we both live and work and that we 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 do have that deep sense of collaborating with life and being constantly in that conversation and there's something about what it seems to get in, we get invited to when we when we're f- focusing on conversations with life as the the course material or the content and the book that it's almost like life's like uh, yeah I'm really going to show you how much I am or we are here mm-hmm. um, contributing, guiding, offering. Um, mm-hmm directing sometimes because so often we we have we we have a mind Well, often I notice I have a yes so I'd love to get this done by today or you know we'll meet up today and we'll do this thing and often there's that deep sense of life saying yes sweetheart no you'd really like to do that oh we have that beautiful metaphor don't we that you were reminding me of the other day which is playground the playground do you want to do you want to share that oh
1: uh, you share it Marion, because i first heard you share it in one of
0: the courses so it belongs to you You, you thank you so it's like um you know a a little child who's like who wants to go to the park and knows the usual way they go to the park and they're pulling the parents hand and saying i want to go to the park come on i want to go this way and just dragging the parent and the parent parent just knows completely the whole map of the area and knows actually that way is three times as long and going that way today is going to mean going to the traffic and whatever um and it's just saying sweetheart come this way and the little child's no but i want to go that way and so often you know we uh in our beautiful knowing you know have an idea about how it looks or we've done it this way before or we think that this is the the way and life has so much more information and um, consciousness than we do. Has is like knows that actually this way that, that they're gently guiding us towards is going to be so much more uh, direct, fulfilling, um, helpful, all the all the things that we can think of. But we're like, no, I'm this way. This way, and so often I find that. Is that um that gentle invitation to really trust that life really does know and wants to contribute and that that the thing that is appearing not to go quite the way we wanted it to is often because there's some much more, yeah, that they know they just we need to trust them. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's a gentle rerouting, perhaps <laughs> that we can't see. And I what I hear when I hear you share that again is like the heart of that really is trusting, isn't it? Because when we can see a way to do things, this feeling that um, we're being invited to not do it that way and to do it some other way mm. necessarily requires a trust in that. And so that goes to the heart of it, isn't it? is our belief about about life, and about um, how do you describe it? I'm thinking about how we how we relate to life. Is life a loving um, entity? <laughs> Is it supporting us in what we want? All of those kinds of ideas start to show up in how we feel about what we might call being thwarted or being stopped or being prevented. It's like rerouted. <laughs> given Mm. another way showing something more beautiful just trust me come this way
0: Mm, I love that Maren so I'm thinking these two things aren't they that often when we talk about the tenets in our course is that it really invites us to see the way we perceive ourselves so Mm -hmm. Uh, talking about what I was saying earlier about the you know I would have judged myself that I'd mentioned three times already about the podcast and also life that really invites us to um, see how we're perceiving life with a capital L or if you call that the universe or consciousness or divinity or whatever to actually what is our perception of Mm -hmm. ourselves and of life and we talk a lot about cultural conditioning around that that for most of us growing up in like or the disconnected domination culture we've been uh we, what's the word we've been we've internalized the ideas that basically there's something wrong with us and often some version of life is against us or harsh or punitive or if things don't show up or work out that we're being punished or we're being told that we're doing it wrong or that we shouldn't do that anyway or we should just give up or whatever it is whereas this is really based on such deeply loving and powerful concepts isn't it that we are that we are um, in relationship with life and that both of us are gorgeous love (laughs) we are that we can trust ourselves when we say something three times or when we forget something and that we can trust that life does have us and the love that's pouring from life to us all times is Mm. immense even when we're going through the most try trying painful times yes Uh, and I'm just
1: thinking about (laughs) how probably in the in the past some part of me would have said something like and I thought I I think something probably people wonder sometimes or think when things get hard is like well if life really loved me (laughs) this would be easier or I'd get a break or whatever it is but what it's what it's showing us is that are those feelings we have and pointing us to where our attention can go in a way that means we can soften and shift and understand our relationship life in a new way that allows us not to feel like things are roadblocks but to see new ways forward that in the past probably would have been hidden from us
0: mm, i love that seeing new ways forward that in the past may have been hidden from us yeah. mm, mm. Beautiful it's so much is often isn't it that uh, i'm seeing it increasingly like that that um we can have a vision and ideals and things that we really want and what we're willing for which we talk about a lot but also in the taking action from the loving and willing place that we talk a lot about there's it's it's through only through those actions that we get to the next step and then we get to see uh, see the new land that we're in yes. and then so it's, it's this constant not even. I find it really hard to describe. Mm. I know you know what I mean, Mary. <laughs> <Those> <laughs> I'm nodding, like, Marion. She talking <laughs> about? But you're talking about like the
1: back and forth, the flow, the um, where we where we're receiving. Well, I wouldn't normally use the word feedback from life, but that's the word that is coming in. Um, that we we receive a response in some way. Either things aren't working or are working. And then our part in the conversation is and, and what now, yeah. what now with that? Yes. And we can respond in lots of ways by becoming more clear about what it is we really want, or by taking the action that seems natural now, given what is showing up around us. but we're always responding in our in our thoughts and our actions and our longings and our wonderings, and it's a constant, I'm seeing it as like we're walking, but life life is right with us. We're having a conversation as we go, as we walk down the road, um, adjusting and um, sensing and pausing, and that's how I'm that's how I'm feeling it.
0: Yes, I really love that. I'm thinking of the practical example about um, painting my house, the inside mm-hmm. of my house, and there's something about that practicalness of. I start off in the bedroom and I started tidying up things and then I had paint already and I painted and then through painting that I got clearer about what I wanted for the next room. And but it, as I, as I paint each new area, then I get clearer about what I love and what I don't love and where I want to paint, and where I don't want to paint. And so it's through that, it's, it's this, it's like the breadcrumbs and it's, it's, it's like the journey of the soul through, through the, Feeling into what we want and what we don't want, and taking action is exactly that—the feedback. I'm just repeating what you said in that, and thinking about it in in my own example with the house. Is then things unfold, things become clear through the living of our lives. Yes, and um,
1: when it, when I hear that, and I think it's such a beautiful example, is that what I hear is that your clarity about what you want and what's next is that it's evolving and unfolding as you go, and if yes. you compare it with perhaps before starting, having a plan and everything decided and, and the colours and the, where the paint's going and all of those things and then executing a plan, <laughs> that's almost like what uh, I, I think the, the differences between those two approaches is the difference between living in conversation with life and what, but I'm not sure how to describe the other, the... Um, that's it. the determinism. It's the um, being fully, um, I have all the information and I'm making all the decisions now and I know how it's going to go, and now I'm just going to execute it.
0: Mm, yes, I love how you're excla- exclaiming, exclaiming, explaining. I don't even say Not Very ex- exclamatory, wasn't it? Exclaiming and explaining that needs to be a new word. It's a combination. <laughs> <laughs> because we talk about that, don't we, in the course about how often in this paradigm there's even this, either this sense of we're kind of powerless to life and that life kind of happens to us and um, yeah, we are, you know, tiny and minuscule and all of those things or we're like, you know, we're going to make it happen or, you know, even that phrase, I manifested it, it's like that we're we're separate and in, but in both cases there's such a sense of separateness, isn't there? Either, you know, I'm all alone in my separateness or, you know, I'm big and powerful. I'm gonna make it happen. Yes. But it's not that dialogue of the soul with life that we are, you know, constantly traveling hand in hand with.
1: Yes, they so, um that deeply woven connection with everything that's happening around us, isn't it? And I was thinking earlier today, um, I was writing something on my computer. I was in the living room and I was writing about conversations with life but I was thinking about like what does it what does it mean in a practical sense and in a moment to be doing something and to be inviting life to be communicating with us and I was thinking well as I'm doing this I notice my daughter's in the next room and she's talking to herself and I'm sometimes something she'll say will Uh, will really stand out to me she's talking away but there was a phrase or a word and I'm paying attention to that I'm paying attention to sometimes to what the cats are doing what they seem to be you know and all of these things are happening there's books on the table and there's um, vehicles going past and there's birds flying by and it's that noticing what it is that you notice so everything, uh, everything around us, living and animate and inanimate, everything has its own aliveness. And our attention could be two people in the same room and I will notice some things and you will notice others, Marion. And it's what we notice, what we're drawn to, that's that's the conversation with life that we're having. I'm really noticing these two birds are back again. Or I'm I'm hearing my daughter, she keeps talking about this, this thing and I and now I remember that I read something in a book yesterday about the same thing and it's striking me those are the kinds of ways it's like it's happening between us and everything around us it's what we notice in that space so in a practical way like what does it mean to to do something in conversation with life or to um, be in the conversation with life to me that's what it is is the quality of attention we have as we do things what is life showing me whilst I'm doing
0: this? I love how you explain that. I love that. I was thinking about a radio and back in the olden days when the radios where we needed to check, just move the dial a little bit. And there's some way in which when we, when we get the exactly in place, then the message comes really clearly. But if we you know, move it far up there, it goes, you know, so there's something about dialing in our attention and that can be what we see what we hear what we think what we feel the body sensations memories um you know and so many smell it's just like any i'm trying to think of there are many more senses than we have the the five in uh domination culture but they're all the ways that life is communicating to us and uh having a conversation and there's something so wondrous about that felt sense of belonging and interconnectedness when we are Taking all of that seriously, and I know I notice when we we're really engaged in it together mm. that ramps up my awareness like even more. Like, just I turn my head and I notice something. It's I almost think, and I'm not sure, if it even <laughs> this is part of me, so don't say this. <laughs> so then I have to say, but um, I remember when I lived in England, and sometimes I'd go to London, there'd be on the train a person who, um, you know a schizophrenic person or right? I'm not even sure if they're using that terminology nowadays and they would I remember one time there was a man he literally I, we'd been sitting opposite and he actually said all the things that we'd been saying in our conversation now that's a whole another conversation in itself But there's a way in which the 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 um <sighs> the specificity and the profoundness of the way that everything is actually communicating, like the little speck of dirt next to us and the leaf and the, and the, just everything that, uh, you know, the cosmic interconnectedness that, that we may experience if we have a completely altered state, this is a way of tapping into that without being completely overwhelmed by the bazillion, pieces of information that are constantly being communicated. This is doing it in a way which is not overwhelming or not being flooded or not being psychotic or being in a completely altered state because we've been on a ritual for five days or, um, you know, take an LSD or something. It's a way of, um, yeah, having tuning that channel on the radio so that we can be a receiver of the information in a ways that is so doable in everyday life if we slow down we do need to slow down
1: (laughs) we do need to slow down and that it's really important isn't it but it is it also speaks to um to why we don't want to you know when we've got something we want to do yes we're intent on it we're intent on our intention and our (laughs) timeline and also this sense this cultural sense of that faster is better yes that um, uh, that it's, it's somehow stronger. That there's some strength in our determination and our will. That um, we'd be better off with more of that. You know, that's a very cultural, um, businessy type paradigm. Yes. And the idea of <laughs> pulling back a little bit or um, you know softening to allow more in is so counter to that.
0: Yes.
1: Um, which is can be why it's challenging. It's, I'm thinking of the, the, um, the metaphor of meditation, you know, the time when we could most do with stillness is the time that we find it hardest to do it. You know, those moments where we're feeling like we can't stop are the times when stopping would be the most wonderful thing to do and it only takes 30 seconds of stopping to realise that, that was the case.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, He's someone then, who's trying right now to stop more often for meditation. <laughs> okay, that's got it. I hear you. <laughs> and I'm thinking as well though, in terms of the radio metaphor, um that uh when we're going fast, and I actually remember my dad who, who he used to have a massive radio. So, you know, we've gone so far in our technology, it was like a bigger than nowadays, like a big TV screen is, you know, that was the size of the radio and and going through the channels, if we if we're telling the dial really quickly through all the channels, then it's going to be really hard to hear the individual messages. Yes. Where it's so, so, it's really that slowing down to be able to. It's basically us to be in that open state to to receive the messages that are constantly being relayed to us all the time. It's yes. it's our capacity and willingness to to slow down to feel that felt sense of ah here's a message oh, yeah, I feel that in my body ah or I see that or oh I hear that song in my mind again or in the neighbor the neighbor playing the song again <laughs> yes
1: I love hearing that and I'm thinking about what are your favorite ways what are the common ways that you you feel like life is speaking to
0: you or what are your favorite ways do you have uh, well favorite some of my favorites ways? Ways? you know one of mine and I haven't had it so much recently and I'm a bit disappointed so I'm um, I was about to say life, but it's probably me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, one of mine is books, books, yeah. almost every book, of, but not the last few. I read uh, like direct messages and they're always novels. Um, so I used to only ever read, you know, psychology or therapy or things, but actually I find I get so much more helpful direct information that's specific to me when I read a novel just every single time there are people in it that have the names of people from my past they're directly working with a the theme there will be specific sentences or words that are um jump out like actually there was one the most recent one it kept on having things like you must be careful what you ask for and it was all about a woman ty- you know having a bit of a time travel type experience so Apologies, life. I was not acknowledging you there. You were totally giving me what you always do. <laughs> so, books is one of my favourites. I'd love to share. I'd love to share more, but I'd love to hear. Uh, tell me what you. Yes, I,
1: I would love to share too. Um, and but also, I love what you said about um, that. You used to just read psychology books and therapy books, and um, and now you're finding you you get more from novels. I'm thinking about how it's a beautiful metaphor for how we can be so busy looking for the answers. You know, we're looking for the information, the piece of information that we're missing. And life is like, just relax. Just have oh, fun. Oh, we'll bring it to you. Yeah, have fun. Put your feet you know up. That. Do something you love. I <laughs> mean, it's up to you if you want to read the textbook. Sure. But I have a novel here that's got more for you. Um, with that with Just that lovely sense of relaxing and liberty and love that. Yeah, um, one of my favorites is songs. Mm. So waking up to songs, or just finding myself humming a tune, and it can it can appear in my mind like simultaneously with a question or a thought. Um, and depending on how tuned in I am to being in conversation with life, it, it can take me. I could be humming it for an hour before I realize what I'm doing, <laughs> or it arrives like an answer, you know, right in that moment. But And last year, as we were um, doing all this together for the first time, it would be songs, but it would be when I got in the car, I would get in the car and the radio would come on and it would be, it would just happen over and over again, you know, where it becomes funny, it becomes (laughs) like, okay, I can't believe this. (laughs) And after a while, you have to stop saying, I can't believe this, it's like. You wouldn't believe, well, you will believe what happened, Marion. How the conversations would start to go. And it would be either it would be the whole song or it would be just the line of the song would be a match for whatever I was, whatever was present in my life that I was paying attention to, whatever questions I was holding, whatever I was considering. It would just be like, is life singing to me? (laughs) That's what it felt like.
0: I, I feel so joyful hearing that, and I'm I really having that sense. Yeah, life will. I'll give you a lovely story in a, in a book. I'll sing to you. I'm here, you know, I love you. How would you like to receive these messages?
1: <laughs> Funny, those two examples, and, and hearing you express it like that, which I love, is like it's <laughs> that sense of it being a loving parent. Yes. Stories at bedtime.
0: Yes. Lullabies. Yum. How <laughs> <Are> wonderful. <Yee>. <laughs> <laughs> What else? I'm trying to think. What else? Animals, One of my another one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Animals and children, actually. Just like children as messengers, animals as messengers. I, I'm really grateful to um, Philip Gollabuck, who I trained with at the Field Project for many years, 2006, I think for about six years. And um I was very influenced by his work. And it was through him I really, really got that children are the most incredible messengers so anyone who's worked with me in sessions or in groups will know that you know if a child comes in or they're calling for something from the other room and I often know you know parents will often be like oh you know I'm so sorry and then over time they realize I'm going to be saying what did they what did they say (laughs) and I know with both of our children marrying in terms of well young people in terms of conversations with life they're incredible gifts yeah. that they give us time after time after time it's like in you no know, exactly i remember last year when we were working on the room and we'd be like well, what should we do here and then one of our children would come in and they'd start saying something and we'd be like just listening to every and repeating every phrase that yeah. they were saying because we and it was always the exact whole content and the understanding and just incredible It was so, it was
1: and you know i'm i'm hearing you you know reminding me of that example and I'm thinking even as I'm hearing us talk about it and listening to you I hear this voice going oh come on <laughs> you know, like it's, it's it's sounding a bit <laughs> ludicrous or a bit do you know what I mean it it can except in the moment when it's happening and you know
0: yes
1: it's not a um the knowing is a just a deep felt sense, yeah. of understanding it's like the meaning landing all at, all in one great whoosh
0: yeah
1: that we know what that means. Yes. And that idea that um, that we can know that, that something can happen, show up around us, we can hear something and and we know that it's meaningful and it might not look like anything to anyone else. Yes that the understanding that the, the conversation with life that you were having is so deeply personal. And having the ability to trust trust our response to what is showing up as, around us, I think is, um, for me, and I see it with other people that we've shared the conversation with LifeWork for, is understanding, our, trusting ourselves in our, what's showing up around us and how we know what it means for us.
0: Yes, and that's been part of a, not a challenge, but it's... You know as we share about this work to how do we share it in ways that is that is meaningful for someone who's listening it's like a sharing a night dream you know we might share a which to me is like same as conversations with life we might share it and it and someone else might be listening and can kind of go yeah right but you know for us it's that deep felt sense of meaning and you know what I really appreciate about when we're listening to each other is like I'm um, giving uh, like even if we might not get it, and then of course, more and more we do get it for each other because we know the the twists and the turns and the tail, and we see the connections, and we're listening with that kind of um, quality of consciousness. Is, but um, yeah, it can be really hard sometimes then to to share in ways that doesn't just sound like you're being a bit. Like, yeah, as you say, a bit kind of like, oh, that sounds a bit weird. <laughs> weird <laughs> yes. weird in the original name of the, the word weird, which I yes. always love, as you know, W-Y-R-W-Y-R-D. Yes. Which is so different to the um, modern meaning of the word weird. Yes. Absolutely in touch with magic.
1: <laughs> yes. And that idea of um how to share it in a meaningful way is is reminding me of like what uh, I want to say what a leap it is or how I say there's a leap of faith there's something and it's again it's around this idea of trust trusting that a part of us can sense that this is right that this we are interconnected with everything around us that Things are communicating all the time, back and forth. We are influence, influencing things around us. That sense that we have, that we are part of all it is. Um, and even if we're not sure what's showing up around us, being willing to leap into, I want to find out. I, I, I want to know. I want to feel life communicating with me,
0: and I want to be in that conversation with life. can take faith sometimes. Mm, so can can't you? My experience of it is it's brought such a deep sense of belonging. So what I love about this work is it's not um spiritual bypassing. It's not just let's focus on the light things. It's so much about you know. Often we're being invited, and you know, with each other, we've done that sort, and being invited to attend to younger parts of us, attend to cultural, culturally conditioned parts, attend to you know really painful feelings in ourselves as well as like you know the wonderment and the joy and the delight but the the whole experience is that that everything is welcome and it's all part of the conversation and you know perhaps seeing a, a little dead bird on the side of the road when we're driving past and the the you know the specific individual message for us yes. uh, you know can be as profound as you know, looking up and seeing the cloud in a really clear shape and feeling wonder and delight. But the, the, mm. the felt sense of, is one of belonging and um, a felt everyday sense of, you know, I, I belong here. I'm part of this. We're not separate. And that's why we talk a lot about the cultural conditioning because it, it is one of the ways we can really return to that sense of it Im- embeddedness. Yes. I like yes. embedded.
1: Yes, I love that embeddedness and that that sense of belonging but also of support particularly as we tend to those parts of ourselves or turn our attention to those things that we can feel life inviting us to and um, I'd love to share an example of that for me so um, we have these little kittens, Prince and Oreo and uh, when Oreo was six months old, so this is not that long ago, a few months ago, um, he disappeared one night, didn't come back, and the next day we couldn't find him, and we were going away on holiday. Um, while we we're away, someone was searching for us and um, found Oreo, took him to the cattery that he was going to be staying at, which was the vets. Um, and when Oreo came home, it turned out that Oreo had a broken leg. So piecing things together, there was a scuffle with a hawk and Oreo's leg was fractured and at some point broke. And Oreo needed to be in a uh, kept contained in this tiny little cage for, um, what did they say, I think two, two months. I think it was two months, eight weeks, something like that so slightly bigger than a cat carrier and at the same time as that happening I had this sense of really being invited to tend to some younger parts some um, experiences from when I was younger that felt really tender and sore and there was the sense of this thing happening for Oreo and this thing happening for myself at the same time some kind of parallel and I couldn't quite name it it just felt big and important and um, when we brought Oreo home after having his leg reset um, I remember lying on the floor next to him I couldn't get him out of the little carry cage that he came home in because he was still all dopey and I needed to move him into this bigger cage and um, whenever I did he would screech and so I just lay with him on the floor and um, as I looked at him and he had bars coming out of his leg, I just had this flash of remembering um, my sister had passed away when she was 25 and I was 15. And I had this flash of visiting her in the intensive care unit before she passed away. And um, I just started to cry as I lay there on the floor with Oreo. I just cried and cried and I remembered that I didn't cry when I visited her in hospital, I just, it was not, I didn't want to cry there (laughs) and amongst all these people and I just, I think I cried all the tears that I couldn't cry at the time and then as time went on, I had the sense that, um, you know, Oreo's time in this little cage that he was in healing, that there was some Time parallel for me around the work that I was doing and all those parts that I was tending to. And it came time for Oreo to get out of the cage and it was all very exciting. And I just had this feeling there's more, there's more to do. And sure enough, Oreo needed another four weeks in the cage. And the day that he got out, I also had this felt sense of relief and release after having really spent time with the younger parts of myself and um it was probably one of the most profound examples that I know was life supporting me um and dear Oreo supporting me as well
0: (laughs) Mm, such a sense isn't it and through really Mm. I feel so touched hearing you share that and it's such a sense when we see life as supporting us to attend lovingly to yes. younger parts to unexpressed feelings, to places in ourselves that really are calling out for that and everything changes, isn't it rather yes. than whether we're being victims or this is being done to us, it's a, this loving invitation. Yeah.
1: That's right. And it, you know from the outside, of course that could just seem completely coincidental. Mm-hmm. And I could feel I could feel it was deeply meaningful and 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 that timing helped me understand how important that healing work was for me to do. that it was time for that, that it was not just push that aside and carry on with the other plans I had because I had lots of plans. <laughs> and they all, they all waited. but it was partly because i I could feel that connection with what was happening for Oreo and this healing, this healing time that he needed to be contained.
0: Yeah so beautiful Mm -hmm. so beautiful and I really hear you talking about that the you know my passion for understanding will and willingness and willfulness and you know in our how we can often be a little bit willful and this these processes really require our willingness not only our willingness if it's we're focusing on something we really want and whether we're really truly in an embodied way willing for that but also our willingness to to um say to life yes I hear what you're inviting me to do and I'm willing to do that I'm willing to lie here and cry I'm really willing to to feel these feelings um something really profound about that isn't there and and often of course unfortunately that we're not Winning, and or we don't understand and then the message you know life needs to knock more loudly not because life is against us or has something in for us but because this, you know our soul really needs to attend to something so things will get louder and louder and often they do get more painful and unenjoyable because yes. because often that would be the only way that we're actually willing to listen yes <sighs> it's a sigh at that point <laughs> it
1: felt like a sigh withy moment <laughs> it did didn't it
0: when I was hearing you share that story I was remembering a recent one I had because um, the messages the conversation from life can show up in symptoms in synchronicities in signs that, and I remember one recently when I was having symptoms in my body that were really uncomfortable was having a really unendurable taste in my mouth like a metallic taste and I was trying to work out trying to work out with my mind what it was and I was getting more and more unenjoyable and I remember one day I said to life could you just show me what 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 this is and what is it oh no I said I think I said something like can you let me know what I need to stop eating and at that exact moment I took a sip of what I was having the moment my raw hot chocolate with medicinal mushrooms and um, some kind of nut milk, I think it was. And literally I took that m- mouthful and I started choking, you know, sometimes how, oh. can, um, you know, it can go down. Anyway, I was literally choking for a little while. Now it's like, mm, that's a really clear message. <laughs> so I do often, we joke about this often. We say, we'd like to hear, and could, could it be in a really enjoyable way, please? So we need to be careful what we ask for as well sometimes. Yes. And, as I was trying to work out what was going on, there was some other thing where I was driving along, and there was a woman in a car behind me, and her exhaust was falling down. I do not I shared this, didn't I with you, Marion? It was again really so obvious things that um sometimes it's just a we might turn our heads and notice something, but again sometimes when these messages are more urgent, which is often when we are having physical or emotional symptoms or symptoms in our life is like they'll get more uh, you know here here look here in our <laughs> <face>. <laughs> so yeah louder more bright more surprising they either be unexpected or unusual or repeated they become this unavoidable is, don't they yeah this is like going hello i'm really trying to communicate and we're like what no what's going on and we're trying to work it out nice going hello i love you i'm here <laughs> like the, like the letter i had waiting for me for weeks that said but um, say Mary today please please yeah, respond we would love your request <laughs> your please so anyway there's really loud noise behind me and there's this um, um, elderly woman with her exhaust driving along with her exhaust trailing down on the floor and she clearly didn't see it so these people were trying to flag her down and eventually some young men managed to stop her and let her know what was going on and that was a really clear indication to me about what was going on and then I changed my diet and then back to like painting the house it's led to all these different steps and practices and processes so just so interesting isn't it the way life will say I love you I'm here have a look at this now or do you want this or do you like that (laughs) or how about this
1: (laughs) (laughs) and I love what you said about um you know that we add on (laughs) in enjoyable ways please (laughs) we'd love to know love more clarity and ways and please show us in enjoyable ways um I think it's really important understanding that you know that we can make requests of life we can um we can ask for clarity we can we can say that we're willing to tend to what we need to tend to in ourselves and um (laughs) kind of Circumvent the circumstance where things become really unenjoyable because we haven't been listening. But it's our our willingness to tend to the things that um, are there for us, isn't it?
0: Yes, exactly that. Feathers, so bark- that. feathers barking. barking. Um, I'm also thinking as well that it's so much. It's it, it's conversations with life. It's not messages from life. We are constantly communicating to life, and you nowhere know, this is. Uh, and feathers barking so again you know in the in the disconnected domination culture might say why is feather but stop barking feather but feather is barking for some reason there's something that wants to be heard so I'm wondering it's the thing about us that we are constantly communicating back to life it can be very easy to focus on what life is communicating to us yes and this is really different from many of the ways and, and not Not the way that everyone works with law of attraction type of thing, but it's a really has a really different way to many of the ways that that is done because it's so much about um, what we want and what we are willing for. I have a sense you might feel called to speak. Do you have something here? Um,
1: I haven't. I have an example to share, but I don't. Mm. But does it relate to that? I'm not sure. I was just thinking of an example of mm. the way that we're constantly communicating to life, whether we think we are or not.
0: Yes. Oh, I'd love to hear that.
1: Mm. Are you willing to share that? Yes, I can share, I can share that. I was um, noticing the number of things, I was suddenly struck by how many things around my home were um, not fully broken, but needed some tending to or some repair and how willing I have been to just make a little workaround. And um, and for me, I could really see the um, being willing to ask for help and be willing to receive help from others. That really highlighted that to me. And it was so clear, and I suddenly felt really willing to receive the help that I needed. There there are many things that I can't fix. There are building projects and electrical things that um, I, I do need help with. And I felt willing for that. And I what I realized I did was I made a list of the things and then I didn't do anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and in the not doing anymore, that's a communication to life. That's mm. you know, our part is and, and what is there now for me? What what is there to do? And sometimes we can we can see things, we have an insight or something new opens up, and there we sit still. <laughs> And our willingness to, to take action in the moments where action is required. And we were talking earlier about slowing down <laughs> and not being willful. And on the other side is life, life will invite us that this is an opportunity to move forward and to move toward what it is that you really want and what you're willing for. So I made some calls. Hey, <laughs> <Yay. laughs> And I laughed, I googled that yes. there I had stopped
0: yes because sometimes and it's different in each case isn't it because sometimes it is enough to just to say and and maybe to do a willingness practice and go yeah i really am willing but often there is action required in service or from that place of lovingness and willingness um so it's it's bearing that path isn't it noticing when we're being willful but noticing when we're also not not taking action where we're yes are being invited to say life is like um will you do you, would you really like that would you want it <laughs> because you get to choose <laughs> yes yes that's right and similarly the the whole thing about and I, again i'm really grateful to philip gollebuck because i learned so much about this from him um so many of the ways where we keep saying i really don't want this i don't like this i don't want it why does this keep happening to me and but we are we are saying yes to it and in some way or other we are and not speaking our no what I now call our neo no and we are willing to put up with things that we don't want and because it's our willingness that is so much about what we communicate to life our willingness not what not what we want or don't want it's what we're willing for or not willing for that the the conduit of communication happens through so for me it took took a really long time and I think often again, people who may be in more um, personal development slash spiritual slash uh, inner work, uh, focusing maybe on being more compassionate and more loving. We might be, yeah, no, I just need to do more inner work and I just do more inner work. But often it is that point where we need to say, to express a no or to take action or to really say, I'm not willing for this to happen anymore. Or sometimes it's even just um, really holding that energetically. I am really not willing for this yes and the difference between i don't want this i don't want this or i'm scared of this or i don't want this to no i'm really not willing for this yes
1: and the um
0: again understanding
1: that that that's available to us yes and it's it's so powerful and i'm so grateful for your work and what you share around willingness and not willingness and so grateful that that it's incorporated in the conversations with life work that we do. And it's the whole conversation in itself, which I know we, we can't do here, but I, I just love that it's such, an, such a part of the conversations with life work and is for me the piece that for so long was missing, you know, that idea of that I could feel what I was called to do. I could feel what I longed for and, and was met with this gap of that's what I feel called to, and here I am, and I, I can't find my way to it. And I think that's really common. And what we think the bridge to that gap is is our willfulness and our determination and our just think positively and you know fake it till you make it or whatever it is that there's that's it, there's something there's another way to be and. Um, I think it's that work is such a gift that just has brought me into conversation with
0: life in a whole new way ah, i want to say again. another side point isn't there? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know i was thinking that this way well, we were even talking about that this morning weren't we i the same i just i'd done all this inner work and i'd had the spiritual context but i did not understand that I could be that my willingness, or often actually my not willingness, was is the it was like the key, it was the missing key <laughs> to turn the lock because it's so much where our power lies. And because that is where you know, will, willingness is so related to our power and connecting with the power of the universe and the, you know, the, the current of electricity that flows through yes. us.
1: That's right. And I was just thinking when you said that. Um, it feels like the true reflection of our soul's power. Yes. Um, well, as you describe it, your work, our willingness channel, it's the channel of, through which the energy of who we are flows.
0: Yes. And feathers barking again. I have a sense. No, so, so and the other, you're on it. <laughs> the other thing we, you and I, particularly, focus a lot on in conversations with life is the words words we are both passionate about words in different ways you're an amazing poet and writer and I'm I'm really love words and they're and we both love the etymology we both love words in maybe slightly different ways and so it's often when we are talking to each other and it's actually often through the conversations with another person who trusts and sees life in this way that the capital c conversation becomes clearer that we'll often slow down and 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 be noticing the words we use and we'll often reflect them back to each other and that will be when that oh my gosh the the understanding comes and so it's often the way we describe things so feather is barking Uh, my son and his friend have just arrived back and i think i can hear little noises so i think they might be eating something And I'm having a sense that Feather's barking because he wants some of that. He wants some of what they... I want some of it. I want some of it. So even in that, even in speaking, I could go... So Mm -hmm. there would be the old paradigm of like, oh, no, what are people going to think? Feather's barking. I must (laughs) stop Feather from barking. Um, How can I... And I have been muting myself a bit, but interesting. I have been muting myself a bit. So there you go. And often the conversation we have that's an aside about something... Is oh, actually the nice. conversation. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's showing us the the way in
1: which we're having the conversation is the conversation. <laughs>
0: yes. So often it's yeah. So um yeah, wanting something, wanting something yummy that's what did you hear? Because you sounded like you heard that. You said I want some of that. What did I you want some of
1: that? Well, what I noticed was that feather would bark at a point where there was some some particularly true thing seems like a punctuation point
0: is what I would (laughs) hear. yes want that there it is and there (laughs) it is and get on to it (laughs) Mm. little animal beings it's reminding me of yesterday and again and so interesting to notice what you were saying earlier on and what I was saying too I think there are you now again, for so many of us the cultural conditioning because we have lived in a most of us in a disconnected domination culture where for literally thousands of years and or perhaps less for some of us, we've been, and it's been dangerous to talk about things like this, or we've been shamed or judged, or you know, there was the witch burnings and you know, just in modern culture of scientific materialism or whatever it's called sometimes to actually speak these things we can feel some fear like maybe will we be shamed will be believed because often as children we may have had experiences of interconnectedness or numinosity, or synchronicity they all have an isity on them (laughs) and we might not have been believed by our parents or a teacher we may have been shamed so often again the way we work with this uh, in our work is to really include those parts of us and to be offering an environment where people are actually getting to have healing and reparative experiences around uh, I believe you and this shows up from this word this phrase you're not crazy and this is meaningful and this is actually more about our indigenous nature and I trust you and I'm here and I'm listening and tell me more and now I've completely oh and that's so the example I was going to share which I had that the younger part Sharp, was Yesterday we were working on the on the course, and at the moment I said, "Oh, Feather was lying next to me, and your dog Sue, well, your not your dog, but you know the dog that lives with you, Sue." Was yes. And at that moment I said, "Oh, Feather's just moved. Was it say He's moved a bit closer? Can can you tell the story? I'm sure you remember it better than I." Um, yes, you said, "Oh, Feather's oh, really. just
1: moved. It just moved in closer." And at the same time, Sue had been, I was on the floor, which I not I am not normally, um, and Sue was lying with her two front paws on my leg. And at that same moment, Sue shuffled herself and moved both paws further, closer onto my lap, just at the same time.
0: <laughs> yes, and it was a, a clear we seem to be a clear message from life to saying you you're closer to to this now warmer like the warmer warmer game and even at moments like that where sometimes I'm like oh wow that really is cosmic and in the most cosmic places there's also some younger parts in sharing those around cultural conditioning like oh my gosh people really will think you're crazy I know they'll think we're nuts (laughs) Marion we're reading (laughs) things that are not there it's just the dogs moving seriously dogs moving all the time
1: (laughs) and that just reminds me that so much of it is the context in which things show up for us so it's the conversation that we're having yes what was said just before something happened it's the um what's the word what's the word you've used before the co
0: is that word disappear? there is a word isn't there not coexistence co-arising co no that isn't
1: it a word that is like that
0: that one yeah.
1: um <laughs> is so much of it it's like something and sometimes there's you know, something will happen and it'll be surprising or shocking or something we've never seen before or we get a fright or it's a loud noise or something like that and it's just remembering to pay attention to what was i what was I doing? Yes. What was I just thinking? Yes. The co-occurrence, yes. that's co-occurrence. the word, co-occurrence, um, where, the, where things happen at the same time. Um, like con- The context matters. It's We're not crazy. You're not crazy. And we've all had these experiences and we can feel they're meaningful. Sometimes we don't know what they mean, but we can feel that they are. And we don't live in a culture where we talk about it openly, so we're often left with these um, parts of oh, conversations. Oh, like, yeah, it's like overhearing things—a scrap of conversation that you overhear that you can feel like you want to know more, but I don't. I'm not in the conversation. I'm, I'm feeling yes. dislocated from it.
0: Mm. Oh, and I have such a sadness there. I have a sense that I'm not any in individual sadness but a cultural sadness that there are millions upon billions of these conversations happening all the time or life trying to communicate to us us trying to communicate to life and just the not just not happening not meeting in the middle and and I feel so sad when I remember that and I know for myself there's been many 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 I remember one time when Sunny was really trying to communicate something to me and Um, it was around wanting to share my voice more. And he was about four or five, about five at the time. And he was doing all these things, which were about bigness and um, being seen more. And I got frustrated. Like one time he broke the car seat on my car. I was lifting it up and down, up and down. And I just, for a few moments, I felt quite frustrated. And so of course, you know, there's a way of parenting. So there's a way of perceiving things in terms of what's going on for a child. And in this work, it's like really perceiving that they're also always communicating, not always, well, maybe they're always, they're communicating often to us, for us, and yeah. the things that we might be having a reaction to and wishing they won't do is because they are also, because they're so open yeah. to the field of all that is, they're often yeah. saying, here, come and look at this, come and look at this, here, look at this, here it is, here, I'm going to do this. And the more we reactive, the more often that is you know these lovely little souls just trying to tell us something that we are not seeing or hearing in all the other ways that life is also it's like this this um orchestra of here I'll send you a bird oh you didn't see that okay I'll send you a song okay you didn't see that I'm going to send you a dream okay you didn't see that I'm going to send you so we didn't even talk about this like I've opened my Instagram don't we we'll often go we're in the middle of a conversation and we'll have this calling just going to look in Instagram we look in there as an exact message like I've I've sent you the Instagram message. I've sent you the ad. Your friend called up. You didn't hear. So now I'm going to ask your child to break your car seat. See if you can <laughs> will you now, will you listen now. And I'm laughing
1: because um, I can hear my daughter at the door. And she's whimpering like a little dog that wants to get into the door. Oh. She's wondering, "Am I done yet?" Oh, I don't know. yet. Okay, I well, um, um, done? No. <laughs> yeah, but I think we probably are close we to. We probably done. are done. Yes. Um, what I was going to going to say just reminded me of, you know, this idea that you know we're not going mad. And one of the things I think is really helpful to ask for or to think about for ourselves is if we think about the times that we have felt called to share something with somebody, to have popped into our minds and we've called them. All the times that we have felt ourselves doing things, interacting with people, um, trying to think of other examples, but do you know what I mean? Yes. (laughs) Life speaking to somebody through us. When we feel moved to reach out to do something, to do something in a different way, life is we are part of somebody else's conversation with life. And I think when we when we realize that, that sometimes we do things without really knowing why we're doing them, I think that's part of what's happening. And so when unusual things are happening around us and through other people for us, that we can understand that life is communicating to us and we can trust
0: that. Yum. Mm. Yay. <laughs> Well, we could talk forever oh my god let's talk forever that's what the course is we for <laughs> we, we do have a course if you love this i, I have that sense when i'm with you marion in the room last year and we're, as we're deepening and deepening our conversations again at the moment i just i love this stuff it, i just feel not just i feel so joyful talking about it with you thank you
1: yes oh my pleasure and thank you too <sighs>
0: ah okay well um if you'd like to know more we do have a free intro and we have a course so have, have a check out on the on um my website or mary's website and mary do you want to share anything about your other work as well while we're here because you do amazing other things or would you prefer not to you get to choose yes or no of course
1: Oh if you want on to the spot. well what about other things i do i write <laughs>
0: <poetry>. <laughs> You're I write amazing poetry
1: thank you, you Marion always grateful for your loving support of my work um, I write poetry and the poetry often points to and speaks to exactly what the conversation with life is about so um, people can find my poetry on my website I think every poem that I've ever written and shared is available on my website
0: and I love how you do that I think that's why when I first read your poems and like there's only a few poets that I really know and Rumi Rumi's one of the main ones (laughs) Uh, like Rumi and Mary (laughs) and and Mary Oliver maybe and Mary and Mary Walker thank you Mm, do you want to share you do lots of other things too do you want to share about all of the any of those you uh, know oh I could yes well um otherworldly
1: is a um a group a community that I started recently where we talk about the otherworldly things (laughs) many of which of course are part of the conversation with life but those are the more And Otherworldly was the name that came up when I was like, you know, all those, (laughs) all the strange, ethereal, um, you know, otherworldly things. Past lives, um, dreaming states, uh, all sorts of communications, um, the otherworldly things. So we, we have a gathering every week in Zoom where people come together. And the primary reason for that was because of what I, I called the culture of disbelief, which is that um, being believed, being able to share what we've experienced and have people listen and say, I hear you, opens up more of that part of ourselves. And I think it's really important that we are able to claim the ways in which we are in the world that are more than the world that we can see and touch
0: I love that sentence (laughs) Yum, yum, yum You do offer other things Do you want to show me
1: I do, there are, yes uh, Well, I run poetry workshops from time to time um, And the Meet Your Creative Self program And I have a book of poetry Melalawai for Mothers And um, a new book of poetry coming out later this year Which I'm really excited
0: about Yay!
1: And, and now the door handle is rattling. Oh,
0: really, really time. So i You listening. do other things.
1: Mary does other
0: things too. You have a self publishing thing, but that's closed at the moment, isn't it? But you do that. And you have um, physical products that are exquisite time to time. <laughs> Reminding me of this. Labyrinth, I have. <laughs> which is just beyond amazing. So, anyway, I really invite everybody to have a look at Mary's website oh, because you. your website in itself is a work of beauty to behold. So,
1: oh, thank you, Mary. <laughs>
0: Uh, and your Instagram and face or Instagram Facebook Instagram
1: yeah yep. on Instagram Facebook at Mary Walker writer is where
0: I am yeah, it's where you are and it's you're right here and I'm so glad to get to walk with you and I love this and thank <gasps> you Mary and so love much love to too. thank you <laughs> so much love to the listeners and see you next time thank you bye